something and everything. My name is Ezra Hill, and my co-host Casey and I are going to be discussing a wide variety of topics from the perspective of two Midwestern middle-aged minds. We're not experts, just everyday ordinary people like you. We hope you might find our podcast inadvertently interesting and informative. Hopefully it'll amount to more than a hill of beans. Okay, so today we're doing the final love language, which is my favorite. Oh. It's not my number one love language, (laughs) but it's one of my favorites. So if it's the final, did they save like the best for last? Maybe. Okay. It's physical touch. Physical touch. Oh, yeah. I feel like that kind of... It's getting freaky deaky. (laughs) (laughs) If you know what I mean. Do you think most men's love language is physical touch? Um... I think I think it's probably for a lot. Yeah, it's probably up there in one or two. I think he talks a little bit about that in the book. Um, but it's not just sex. I mean, I was joking a little bit, but it's not just sex. It's 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 a number of things. Is sex and int- intimacy part of it? Yes, but it's also you know just holding hands, hugging, snuggling, that type of thing. Okay, so now when you say snuggle. Mm-hmm. That part kind of like, because typically the women love more to cuddle and the men are more like, you know, just want to get yeah. straight to it. Well, yeah. And it doesn't necessarily. <laughs> and that to them is cuddling. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't necessarily mean if, if your girl starts cuddling with you, it doesn't necessarily mean. She wants sex. Yes. Oh my gosh. This is so true. I just learned this last night when I read. No, okay. <laughs> uh, no dude, for real. I feel like uh, women feel like sometimes they just want to cuddle and they don't yeah. want to have sex. But I feel like men sometimes think, oh, well, since she's cuddling, that means she wants to have sex. Yes. Yeah, sometimes, um, sometimes I feel that way sometimes if, 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 you know, I, I'm in a relationship and I'm dating someone and they start cuddling on me and that it kind of like gets the motor going a little bit, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, but but a woman is different because that doesn't mean that she wants sex. Mm-hmm. Um, she just wants to be close to you. And, and, it, and it's different. I mean, there's I'm sure there's guys that are the same way, you know, that feel the same way. But, yeah, I would say you're probably correct in saying that. Most men, when it comes to physical touch, it's sex mm-hmm. uh, where women, it tends to be more of, I mean, sex is a big part of it, but I think it tends to be more uh, holding hands, snuggling, you know, uh, hugging each other, um, you know, patting, patting her on the shoulder or whatever. You know, I don't know. There's, yeah, I love but, to like, you know, watch a movie and cuddle up like on Aaron and you know, I, I just think it's so like cozy and comfortable. Yeah. Um, but then it, like, you know, that does not mean I want to have sex. Like I just want to, you know, correct. maybe cuddle. Now, sometimes it could mean that, yeah. but not all the time. Yeah, correct. Um, and it's, you know, it goes back to, cause right here, right away in the first chapter, um, in he's talking about in the first paragraph or not the first chapter, the first paragraph of physical touch. He talks about babies who are held stroked and kissed develop a healthier emotional life than those 
who are left for long periods of time without physical contact. Mm. Um, and that's very true. Um, especially when it comes to like foster kids and babies that are given up mm-hmm. and when they're put in, um, you know, foster care and they don't receive enough physical touch, um, it causes issues when they get older. Mm-hmm. For example, you know, when we did our podcast about Natalia, right? she was in foster care over in Ukraine, I think it was, or some, someplace over there. And, you know, over there, it's, it's really bad. They don't have the type of care that um, the United States has when it comes to adoption and, and foster care and things like that. So a lot of those babies, the only attention they get is maybe, you know, three times a day when they get fed. Yeah. That's sad, actually. Yeah. It's very sad. And so, you know, I guess if, I mean, that would make sense if you're conditioned your whole life, you know, through not being touched and that's what you're used to. I'm sure that that's going to be what you're going, like you're going to project that when you get older. Yeah. Um, there was uh, something I read one time where it was talking about kids who are in foster care, particularly uh, who come from overseas where the babies are given up and they don't experience any contact when they're very young. It causes issues um, when they get as they get older in particularly and particularly they don't feel the need to get close to people. Mm-hmm. And some of them are often runaways, meaning they just don't feel like they fit in or they, they need to be around people. Um, it's very interesting. And, and, you know, if you, um, want to know more about that, Google it. It's, there's a lot of interesting stuff about it out there, but yeah, it's, it all starts when you're a baby and it's very important to be nurtured and loved and, and touched and, and all that when you're a baby, because it'll affect your emotions and how you react to other people. Um, and interact with other people when you get older. Mm-hmm. It, it makes me wonder, you know, these people that get married when you have opposites, right? Like in that situation where, you know, maybe one of them was, you know, surrounded with love and physical touch their whole life. And then they marry the person that that is absolutely like not what they're used to. Like if it can really create problems in a relationship. Yeah, I I would agree with that. Yeah. But don't don't you think that they talked about it when they were dating or before they got married? Like, do you think that came up? I don't know. It just depends what some people are comfortable talking about or not. Some people just ignore that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Or in that sometimes they like, I know women do this a lot. Like we want to rescue the situation or we can fix something or change something. Yeah. You know, but sometimes you can't change that. Like what a person is absolutely conditioned for. Yeah. If you, you know, exactly right. If, cause if you're, let's say for example, you're a guy and physical touch isn't your thing to where you don't like to cuddle or hold hands or whatever. Uh, but that's your, your, your wife or your girlfriend or your significant other's primary love language. You're going to have to force yourself to do that. Yeah. Otherwise you're going to leave her love tank empty. Mm-hmm. So isn't there like uh 
counseling or these like classes you can go to. <laughs> I think yeah, I saw something like there's also a book by Gary Chapman you can read called the five love language. <laughs> I know, but like you have <laughs> no, to yes. actually get used to the touch. Uh, like, isn't there something out there like where they sit the couple together and then they make you like oh, touch I, each other? That I don't and, know, but probably. I mean, I feel like there's probably everything out there um, to help with that type of situation. But yeah, you know, and you know, some guys are like, you know, they, they have the, uh, you know, the macho kind of mentality of, I don't snuggle, I don't hold hands, uh, you know, mm-hmm. but you're going to have to force yourself to do it or they might feel a little embarrassed about it. What is up with this? I, you know, I believe, I believe what you're saying about the macho and they don't want to hold hands. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to understand why, because I, I would think a man, a real man would want to like lead his woman or like, you know, say, be so proud of his relationship that when they're out, that he wants to put her close to him and make her feel, you know, that important. Yeah. Um, I, I think that um, it's, I think it depends on the individual and, you know, how they feel when they're in public. For example, you know, if you have social anxiety, you're already going to be acting weird when you're around people. Mm -hmm. And then when you're doing something that you kind of normally don't do in public, like holding hands or kissing or something, uh, it can make it even worse. Mm-hmm. Your anxiety even worse. Yeah. You know, the, they call it the PDA public, public display of affection. Yeah. Uh, you know, cause I that, mean, that you always, don't need to be in, sticking your tongue down your girl's throat. No. And right? that's, I that's mean, sort of a like, balance. Yeah. B- being single for a long time and dating, that always comes up a conversation. Like, how do you feel about PDA? Uh, and I'm like, you know, it's it's OK to an extent, but I think, you know, I'm not going to sit there at the bar and make out with you No, <laughs> like that's no. a little weird. Yeah. But if that's what you know, and I've been in bars where people yeah. are making out in front of me, and it's just sort of like, you know, I just hold my glass up like cheers, buddy. Yeah. Well, and that's <laughs> for you, man. The saying get a room is from like, yeah. dude, they there's a there's a bedroom somewhere for you guys <laughs> to go do that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think if if the man kind of isn't like into that, that's not his thing. He has he's gonna have and and if that's very important to his spouse or his girlfriend or whatever, or whatever the relationship is, if it's a guy who's number one is physical touch or whatever, um, you have to force yourself um, to do those kinds of things. Um, yeah, but let's go back to what. I mean, do you know, do you have friends that you said it, it may, they're too macho to do it, like hold hands or like too cool. What is that that makes them think it's not cool? Um, maybe the environment they grew up in. Cause it's, there's, I think a story in here in the book that talks about how a guy says in his relationship, he just does what he saw his dad do, Mm. you know? And so maybe if you grew up and your parents weren't like that, you just kind of think that that's normal, Mm -hmm. you know, when the reality is it's, you know, depending on their, the individual's love language, that might not be normal. You're a hugger, right? Yeah. When I grew up, I wasn't, that Mm -hmm. wasn't me. Yeah. So I, you know, my family 
Can and I hug. just keep hugging you? I know. And that's why I'm usually like doing the side hug. Like, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Good to see you. You're, come on. You're used to it now. Uh, but, but yeah, it's, um, you know, it's, it's just a lot of it has to do with the environment you came up in. Maybe, you know, cause I, for example, you know, I've been in the blue collar world my whole career. So, you know, those guys, a lot of those guys, I don't see them going and holding their wife's hand when they're walking in and out of the restaurant, or whatever, you mm-hmm. know, but that's just because some of those guys are hard and, and, and I'm not saying, you know, and everybody's, everybody's different, but it's just sometimes the culture or the environment you're in or you're raised in, yeah, you know, it kind of affects how you are and and what you do. So funny story. This is so funny. Um, I mean, I think it's funny, but I was just thinking of it when you were talking about the, the physical touch, but I was out with some of my girlfriends and in one night I heard one person say, you know, so there was this one couple and they were like, you know, very like intertwined, you know, um, you know, as far as physical touch and they were like, ew, like, why do they got to touch so much? You know? And (laughs) then I was like, oh, okay. So she must not like that. Then mm, maybe an hour later I hear, oh my God, look at that couple. Do they even like each other? And I'm like, why? And they're like, she's like, they're not even like acting like they like each other. Yeah. And so I'm like, is this how people like look at couple, like, that was somebody examining from a di- like a distance their body language but i'm like okay so clearly i was trying to figure out in my mind what did she want them to do does she want them to be physical or not <laughs> because <laughs> neither couple could win <laughs> yeah um well and a lot of times when when people see another couple that's very affectionate and they say make a comment about like geez why don't they get a room or whatever mm-hmm. i mean sometimes it's funny but also they're probably a little bit jealous oh yeah you know, like they wish they had that mm-hmm. you know um and, and, and i'm kind of that way like if i'm in a relationship you know i'll hold hands or whatever um but kind of like what i said earlier i'm not gonna like shove my tongue down your yeah, throat no. at the bar mm-hmm. uh but yeah, I think if you really care about and love someone, I think you physical touch is important and you should want to care for the other person in a sense that you want to be close to them and close enough that you're touching, you know, holding hands, kissing here and there, like, you know, th- that type of thing. Mm-hmm. So does Gary Chapman in his book say, do you need all five of these at some level? to have a healthy relationship Um, or can you just have a few? He doesn't really say you got to have all five because if one love language is all somebody really cares about, he says that's pretty much all you need to focus on. Mm -hmm. Now, I mean, obviously you don't have to have all five to make a relationship work, but you know, say if gifts isn't your significant other's primary love language and her, birthday rolls around and you don't get her anything, that's probably going to upset her, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So you, I, I, me, I think you should incorporate all of them 
in, but I think you need to definitely find out what their top two is and probably focus on those the most uh-huh. because I think that's what will, that's the, that'll be the gel that keeps you together. Here's my next question is do, is it recommended like when you are looking for a partner, does he ever talk about in the book that you, you know, if you are a person that, you know, likes physical touch, should you be looking for a person that likes physical touch? If you are a gifts person, should you be no. looking for that also in your partner? No, because he says rarely does a relationship have, do they have the same number one? Okay. Um, and th- this is based off of his studies. Uh, in his research. And he says that, but you're saying it doesn't matter. Like your compatibility, that does not matter. According to him. No. Okay. Um, you know, he simply says that when you start dating someone to in the beginning, figure out what their love languages are, because then you know what they need to fill up their love tank, Mm -hmm. so to speak. Mm -hmm. So no, he doesn't say, try and find somebody with the same love number one love language or anything like that, because he says it's rare to do that, Mm -hmm. to find that. Um, So basically if your partner is not taking care of your love language, that would then tell me they don't care anymore. Like they're checked out. Um, Possibly. Yes. Now, if your partner isn't taking care of, whatever your primary love language is, they simply might not know what it is. Well, okay. So say, say they do and they stop. <laughs> then, then there's a problem. Yeah. That's then a red that flag. That probably right? means you're not keeping their love tank full and fulfilling their primary love language. Oh, so it's my fault. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, he, Jen Chapman contends that in this book, if both partners are keeping each other's love tank fulls, you'll stay together. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, I guess you got to be motivated and intentional and do not become complacent. Yeah. Because if you read this book, but then you don't implement it, then it doesn't mean shit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, right. uh, Yes. Knowledge is power. And then action is more powerful with knowledge. Yeah. I just made that up. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Not the first part, the second part. Sounds good. (laughs) Uh, You know, he, he says in here, you know, sex is a big part of it. Sex is a big part of relationships because, um, that's like the ultimate, um, form of intimacy or or closeness, you Mm -hmm. know? Um, you know, he says in the book, if sexual intercourse is your mate's primary dialect, reading about and discussing the art of sexual lovemaking will enhance your expression of love. Mm-hmm. Coming up with new ways and places to touch can be an exciting challenge. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh so it's important. I mean, if you're going through long, in my opinion, if you're going long periods of time and not having sex, in your relationship, that's a problem. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and if, if how long, how long is too long? Oh, like a couple days. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, I mean, you should probably couple be, hours. <laughs> I mean, I get it. A married couple, you know, I was married once we had kids. Uh, I mean, we still have kids, Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not married anymore. But when we were married, we had kids, we were busy, you know, 
And sometimes it's hard to find time, you know, because at the end of the day, when you both climb in bed, you're wiped out. Yeah. Or the kid is like getting in bed with yeah. you. <laughs> or you got a little one, you know, and, and it's just, it gets hard. So sometimes you got to make like you gotta, a sex You got to be sneaky. Yeah. You got to make a sex appointment. Yeah. Like, okay. I'm going to come home from work early before the kids get home and we're going to. Oh, and you know, another thing that happens and is when you get off, like on your schedules, like one wants it, you know, at this time and, and, but then the other one's tired and then they, uh, you know, then it flips yeah, and then like, you're not matching, you know, your energy levels at the same time. Yeah. Did I say that right? I th- I think so. Like sometimes if your partner's tired, but you're not and vice yeah. versa. Um, at, at, uh, my church recently did a thing about, they did a couple, I think three or four, uh, Sundays where they talked about marriage and how to make it work and everything, but it goes with relationships too. And he said, the pastor said him and his wife, you know, I think they, they sit down one day a week, I probably Sunday or something and go over their calendar and mm-hmm. then they're like, okay, we got this, this and, and they like plug it in. Right. You have to plug time in, you know, because if you don't, you just caught up, get caught up in everything and you, you sometimes you forget about it or whatever. And, and, and it's an important thing because what, like I said earlier, it's kind of the most intimate thing you can do with your partner and expressing love for each other. Uh, but also, I mean, it's a good stress reliever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know it what is, I mean? Yeah. Like when you got a lot of shit going on and you're stressed out and this and that, I mean, it helps mm-hmm. um, when you're uh, able to release energy and be with, be with your partner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What did you say right before that? When, he, when he's talking about physical touch, he says, try new touches in new places. <laughs> <laughs> Let your spouse give you feedback on whether he finds it pleasurable or not. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> I like yeah. how he puts, here's what he says. <laughs> here's what he says. Try new touches in new places and let your spouse give you feedback on whether he finds it pleasurable or not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he didn't he say said, she. Then the next, the next one he says, remember, he has the final word. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm sitting here reading this like, what the hell? Um, uh, so I, I think, think so. it should be he or she. <laughs> yeah. And I think that you both have the final word. Yeah, because he does talk about uh, you shouldn't, you know, just... If you like, here's an example. If you like grabbing your, your, if you like grabbing your spouse's butt, you probably, but she does it, then you should probably not do it. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> but yes. you know, every once in a while, I don't think a little smack on the booty is a bad thing, but <laughs> if she's, you shouldn't be doing it probably if it annoys her oh. in public or whatever. Yeah. You know, he does talk a little bit about that, that. You know, what you might like to do, she might not like to do. So it doesn't mean you can do it. Right. You know? Yeah. And sometimes like maybe she likes it one day, but not the next. (laughs) Yes. Depending on her mood. Yes. There was one day where no matter where I was going, Aaron was like smacking the booty. And I was in one of those moods where I was like, (laughs) okay, I don't like, I don't want anyone in my space, you know? And so he finally got the hit. And then, you know, with my husband, it just made him do it more. Yeah. Because <laughs> he mean, was like, I'm going to really get her. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think, get her I going. think guys probably tend to be a little more kind of playful and 
touchy mm-hmm. in a sense, you know, when it comes to things like that. But obviously, if it annoys your spouse, you probably shouldn't do it all the time because then, you know, you're pushing her away um, and, and things like that. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's from from kissing and holding hands all the way to intercourse, you know, physical touch is, a, is an important part of a relationship. And I think when you say, you know, do you need all five to make a relationship work and kind of in the book, he kind of says no, but I would say that when you're in a relationship, intercourse is probably pretty important. You know, in it my is. Opinion. So if you really think of it like that, there's only one person you know, that you should be doing that act with. And so to me that that says how important it really is, like what it was designed for. And it is for that one special person in your life. What do you think about, uh, he, he does touch a little bit here on the, the age of sexual openness and freedom. Mm. And he's talking about people who are in open marriages. Mm -hmm. Um, what do you think about that? Well, we actually have an episode coming up on that. Oh, we do? Yeah. <laughs> That's news to me. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. So we'll circle back around. and Yeah. Uh, up, up, because ooh, yeah. you know, I it's mean. It's going to be a good one. It well, is. Well, in... One reason, you know, he talks briefly on it in the book, but also being single and uh, be, trying dating apps and things like that, I encounter that from time to time probably one out of every 10 profiles or so mm-hmm. seems to uh, maybe not that much, but it's more often than I would think I come across someone who's in an open marriage mm-hmm. and it's sort of, it sort of uh, intrigues me in a bit. Cause I'm sort of like, how exactly does that work? Yeah. You know, but I have a funny story to tell too, but I'll save it for, yeah, we're saving it. Okay. Yeah. You're saving it. Well, I think that wraps up all the uh, love languages, right? Yeah, that's you it. Know? So we've, yeah, again, this, the book, The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman, words of affirmation, quality time, receiving gifts, acts of service, physical touch. Um, those are the five love languages. And I highly recommend this book if you haven't read it. Um, it's a pretty easy read for me the words were pretty big so i was able Much to basically i could basically read you know a chapter without your or glasses so. on yeah i could basically read a, a chapter or two in an hour um, right on. so somebody could probably finish this book in a day or two mm-hmm. um so but yeah i think it like i said in the beginning you know i wish i would have had this book when i was married um i don't know if it would have save my marriage because I don't know how much my partner would have put into it. Mm-hmm. But if, if she would have done this, uh, it might've saved our marriage. Wow. Cause I, you know, there's a lot of stories in here that he talks about where basically discovering each other's love languages completely can turn a relationship around and save it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a high recommendation. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I, I would, if I was a marriage counselor, uh, or, you know, like counseling a couple before they get married, Mm -hmm. I would definitely make them read this book. Okay. 
Well, listeners, <laughs> go get the book. So there you Read go. Hill Beans gives this book five stars. Five stars for five chapters. <laughs> You guys, you can check us out on our Facebook group at Hill of Beans with Ezra and Casey. Peace.